Welcome back to Enjoying the Journey. Super excited. I know I say that every episode, but really I am excited when I get the opportunity to talk to friends and individuals that I care so much about. Justin Jenis is back with us today. We have not talked to him on Enjoying the Journey podcast since October 2020. And so uh, we're ready to chat with him again. Yes, I have talked to him since then, just not on Enjoying the Journey. Justin, it is so good to have you back. Welcome to Enjoying the Journey. Can't wait to catch up with you. Uh, it's been a couple, almost two years since we had a conversation last on, on the podcast. So welcome. Thanks for joining us. Rob, well, thank you. I love being able to be, you know, first of all, having conversations with you is such a gift. Um, uh, you're someone that always encourages me and inspires me. So I am, I am extremely honored to be a part of enjoying the journey. So thank you for having me again. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Yes, I'll take him out for coffee tomorrow for all those <laughs> nice compliments. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's always good. I love getting together with you. I love chatting. I love talking about ministry. I love talking about life and family and, and marriage and all of those topics. But we're going to start off a little lighthearted because if you've ever come to the festival, people want to know if we're related. They're always. They're always like, is that your brother? I'm like, no, my brother's way better looking than that. And I'm way better looking <laughs> than that. But is is that... Are we related, Justin? Rob, we are not related at all. And first of all, if we were, I obviously have the looks um, <laughs> uh, that's way better than yours. And and also, has anybody ever told you you have a face for radio? No, but they sure did you. I heard it that one time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. We are not related. We're, we're I mean, we're good friends. Yes. Uh, we're not related for sure. <laughs> but it is funny when we take a picture together and everybody's like, are you two brothers? We're brothers in Christ. That's where we're brothers. But uh, that's right. That's and right. for those of you that have never been to Rise Fest, it is this strange thing that happens every year during the festival. We still cannot figure it out. But somehow every day, Justin and I dress identically. <laughs> I don't know why. It's usually the same color shorts, same Rise Fest T-shirt. On the same day, no, we do not talk about it, but it happens. All you have to do is go to our Instagram, Facebook, check out pictures, and there's Justin trying to dress just like me. I, I don't know why. I don't know if he calls my wife uh, in the morning and be like, what's Rob wearing? I, I want to look the same. But <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what happens. People have told me for years that I have style and oh. um, that I just look fly. <laughs> I, so I would say that's a compliment for you, Rob. Uh, if you were dressing like me, man, you have style. I got it. now. Can can we even say fly anymore? Does anybody know what that means? Did you just date yourself on style and we look? No, no, no. Why? No, no, no. It's coming back. I'm, I'm sure. I'm certain of it. <laughs> Uh, we gotta get back in the in the uh, uh, dictionary of urban dictionary. What, what <laughs> cool terms are out there? <laughs> You're so, right. I, I do have awesome. to do a little more studying. You're right. I got to do more studying on what words are hip and yes. cool anymore. <laughs> yeah, I hope they still use those words. I don't know. I have teenagers, and I'm not sure I always understand what they're talking about. And then they text you with those little abbreviated things and it's like what are you saying 
<laughs> then I got to look it up. Like, what did that mean? <laughs> and then, of course, or they when they're just talking all in emojis. Yeah. They're talking in emojis. Like, no, no, just tell me by words. What? Yeah. yeah you can't put letters together. I, I mean, in an actual word with letters, you've got to use TTYL. Is that even right? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if people do TTYL, maybe like TL, like talk later. Isn't it talk to you later? Yeah, but I think they abbreviate that now. I think it's like yeah, TL. Yeah, I think you're right. LMK. It took me forever to figure out LMK. <laughs> like, you know what? what? You, should, you should change this podcast to two older people uh, talking <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're supposed to be talking about enjoying the journey, but when your teenage kids abbreviate your text, I'm not enjoying the journey so much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. Oh, uh, no, it's first day of school around here. So everybody's back. We've got a junior. We've got a sophomore. My wife, I think, is in her 13th year of teaching kindergarten. Look out, little kindergartens. Here comes Mrs. Rosaboom. Oh, so it's just a, it's a crazy, crazy time. And then uh, any funny stories from, from Rise Fest? Uh, I mean, what embarrassing thing did you do this year? Did you introduce the wrong band at the wrong time did you st uh stumble over your words or was it that time you ran out on stage and fell down i can't i can't remember but oh my goodness <laughs> yeah no i'll tell you just one of my one of my favorite things about uh about rise fest is i've been i've been the mc for the past two years yeah and being able to get a chance to hang out with with you know just the previous mcs and uh, but one of my favorite things was was going out there with your daughter. Um, the first yeah. time that she went out there, she's a natural. Um, yeah. But the first time that she went out there, I just was, um, I was almost expecting her to screw up. I'm going to be honest. Just like, because <laughs> I'm insecure for in what I do. I was, because <laughs> I'm insecure in what I do. And I'm like, oh, please, please help me just to relax and blame somebody else. And she just dominated it. And I started laughing in middle of it and she looked at me during the during the festival as she, we both have microphones like justin you weren't supposed to laugh and it was just <laughs> it was just one of those moments where uh, you know it was just funny because she is a natural she did such a great job and i was just probably just because i'm so insecure i was hoping somebody else would mess up so i can go and just be the hero and that's not what happened <laughs> <laughs> what i love about it is you've known my daughter since she was little you know, she's a junior now and you taking over uh, the MC responsibilities. And then all of a sudden we kind of ended up in a situation where it worked out. We needed a uh, Saturday MC and she jumped into that role, which I was super impressed with. And, and just watching you two connect on stage and feed off of each other was just so much fun for a day. I, I, just absolutely loved it. That is enjoying the journey part. I love those moments so very much. And we haven't chatted since 2020 on the podcast. And I know last time we walked down a road of, of grief and losing a loved one. But you brought a word up today that maybe we can dive into with, with our listeners. But it's called insecurity. Being insecure and so, yeah, just what's been happening over the last couple of years? Uh, what's a scenario of being insecure or 
how could we help listeners that are insecure currently kind of just walk through that? Because on the podcast, we talk about enjoying the journey. There are highs, there are lows, there are curves, there are twists, there are turns. And so often, I, I think people look at individuals, especially Christians maybe, and think they have it all together. They don't struggle with insecurities or, or anything like that, but it happens often. But just tell us a little bit about what's been happening over the last two years. And I want to see if we can dive into a little bit about insecurity, because I think there's some things that we can definitely share with our, our listeners today. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. So, yeah, uh, in November of 2019, uh, obviously, last time we talked about was my sister, Stephanie, uh, passing away. And uh, and, you know, just kind of through that. So it's, it, you know, it's been a few years mm-hmm. through that. I'm trying to figure out again, who I am, mm. because during that whole process, um, being a Christian and not only being a Christian, but being a pastor, there are so many times where you get questions and sometimes it comes from family members. Um, sometimes it comes from friends, sometimes, you know, just close relationships. And um, during those times, it is really challenging because for me, I was in the middle of grieving and I still am. To be honest, I don't know if I've actually have grieved through it. Mm. And part of that is because I felt like I'd have the answers for everybody else. Mm. So if, if one of my you know, family members would come up and just ask, like, why does God allow this to happen? Why does, why does this happen? And to try to be a strong leader uh, during that moment and not being able maybe to grieve as a son or excuse me, as a brother, um, and not being able to just grieve, I felt like I had to be on. And to be honest, when I feel like I have to be on, which sometimes just being 100% real as a pastor, I feel like I have to be on all the time. Mm. And then there gets to a point, if I'm not into my word, um, I will just be empty. But I'm trying to almost fake it to make it. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're on that journey long enough, I think insecurity will always be a part of kind of who I am. I think that's just kind of how I'm molded. Um, It's not a bad thing, but it's something that we can't dwell on. But when you're you're insecure and you're empty and you're trying to point people to Christ, it's Mm -hmm. one of the hardest things to do because you're only relying on your own strength and you're not like for me, I'm not relying on God's strength. Oh, I think you're exactly right. I think when we're, we're trying to fake it to make it, or when we have these questions and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think people look at pastors or Christian leaders and think you have to have all the answers, right? Because if, if you don't, where do I turn to get those answers? If I don't understand the Bible, if, if I'm not reading it myself or, you know, listening, uh, to it on a podcast or, or, or something like that. If, if you don't have the answers, then where do, where do I turn? And it is so difficult when you are wrestling with, with grief or anxiety or, or fear. And you're like, God, why is this happening? And yet people are coming to me asking for help or wisdom or discernment. And I'm struggling with it myself at this moment because I hurt, because I don't fully grasp the bigger picture of what you're doing. 
you know, we only get to see the the snippet of a picture. In a way, we have tunnel vision where he has the panoramic view that we don't get to see. I, I And I'm speaking for myself. I mean, I see in front of me, maybe off to my left and my right just a bit, but I can't see the panoramic. I can't see all the pieces that are being worked together. And I think to myself, have you forgotten us? Uh, are we off the team or are we no longer able to tell people about your son, Jesus? Because it sure seems like what I see in front of me doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And, and it feels like there's more, more pain than there is joy. There's more confusion than there is uh, insight. There's more, definitely more confusion than there is discernment. It's like, God, where did you go? And, and as you said, as you allow more and more of that to fill your heart and you allow those little whispers to start coming into your ear and into your head, all of a sudden it feels as though we are so far away from God and going, well, what do I give now? What, what do I offer? Mm -hmm. Because I'm an empty cup. I'm an empty vessel. It, it feels as though the Holy Spirit has decided to either take a vacation for, for a moment or, or has he left? I mean, am I that empty? I don't know about you, but those are definitely some things that I have thought, felt, walked through, wrestled with. Uh, there is a reason we call this podcast Enjoying the Journey. Because sometimes yeah. that journey just seems really hard. Yep. I just did, I just did a sermon on, on Jezebel and Ahab and Elijah. And if you don't know that story, it's one of my favorite stories. A prophet's job, I guess, if you will, is, is someone that uh, gets a message from God and is supposed to deliver it to either a nation or to kings and say, hey, this is what God is telling. So a prophet actually is not a, a highly sought after position because whenever a prophet would come to a king, they'd be like, hey, you're, you're doing this wrong. Yeah. You know, stop it, you know, change it, you know, repent, change it. And a lot of them didn't want to hear that. Right. And in the case of Elijah, um, I'm sorry, I'm going to get all preachy and sermony here because this is what's well, your pastor. Right so now. bring it. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. So, uh, so they, they uh, you have Ahab, you have Jezebel, and they are leading God's people away from uh, worshiping Yahweh. They're, they're leading people away, away from worshiping the God of Israel. And it's called, a, it's made a huge separation between God's chosen people, God's people mm -hmm. and other people in the, in Israel. And, and what I just, what I love and hate about it is Jezebel hated Christians so much. She wanted to worship other gods as Baal and, and as another gods, which is yep. Baal. And um, she wanted nothing to do with Yahweh and God's people. So what she would end up doing is she ends up killing all of the prophets and and what really kind of gets me going, like, is like, God, why are you allowing some of this stuff to happen? These people are leading people, these people that are, that are, you know, kings, you know, kings and queens, they're leading people away from worshiping you. Why are you allowing them to do that? And Elijah's over here being like, I'm the only prophet left. He thought he was the only one left. Uh, he's like, God, what, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And, and because of Ahab and Jezebel, they were leading people away from from God, they actually, uh, God woke, kind of told Elijah, said, hey, go talk to Ahab and say, because of your sin, we're going to bring a drought for three and a half years. That's not just causing hurt on Ahab and Jezebel. That's calling, causing hurt on the nation. Mm -hmm. 
And during that time, Elijah's terrified and scared, and he's hiding um, in a cave. And for three and a half years, he was fed by a raven, which is weirdly and awesome and disgusting. And, and he was drinking water from a stream. And then something happens. God says, hey, go, go to Ahab and meet him on the, count, uh, on the Mount, of, uh, Mount Carmel. And they go on the Mount Carmel. And I'm going to say this really quickly because this is a cool moment. And, and you have Ahab and you have 450, I believe, prophets of Baal that are there. And, and then you have Elijah. So it's him versus everybody else. Mm-hmm. And Elijah says, now you're going to sacrifice your best cow. And you're going to pray to your gods to make it start mm-hmm. fire. Yep. So what do they do? They slice it and dice it and they, they put it up. And, and, and the gods of Baal, like it is terrible. Like the way they would worship is they would mutilate themselves. They would do like sexual things to have their God answer them. And they were there for hours. And mm-hmm. Elijah just kind of gets a little confident. And he's like, hey, maybe, maybe your gods are sleeping. Yell a little louder. And they'll just yeah. go a little louder, go a little louder. And all of a sudden, it begins to Elijah's turn. And he, he does the same thing. He sacrifices his, his cow. And, and he does something that, why would you do this? He pours water over the sacrifice. And it gets to a point where water is overflowing. And, and, and in an instant, he gets down on his knees and he prays. And, and boom, after he's praying, he's on his knees. He's saying, God, this is you. And he see a fire. He had a legit mountaintop experience. And he's, and, and he's probably feeling pretty okay. And he orders all of Baal's prophets to be slammed, to, to just be killed. And that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And then Jezebel gets word what Elijah had done. And, he sa- and she sent a note to Elijah saying, I will kill you by this time tomorrow. Do you know what happens? He, went, he goes sprinting 100 miles away, hides under a tree, and asks God to kill him. Yep. Like, take my life. Why am I here? Yep. What does God give him? God gives him rest. And then an angel came and gave him food. And then an angel came and gave him rest. And then the angel came and said, go. And go with purpose. Sometimes that's what we need. And we try to make things so busy that I think that's what sometimes the insecurity comes out. Because mm-hmm. again, it comes dependent on what we are doing and not what God is doing. Well, if, if, if we busy ourselves, then we feel important. Yep. You know, you just said go with purpose. What, what a good word. Go with purpose. And rest to me does not feel like purpose. If I'm being honest, I struggle with rest. Um, not at night. I, I prefer, you know, to have rest at night. But during the day, I struggle with uh, that but so much can happen in in those moments of of rest so that we can go with purpose but if anybody listening is like me if all of a sudden it's like i'm being restful i'm being restful being restful seems like god's forgotten about me so things have slowed down a little bit that's what i call call rest if we're not running at you know 100 miles an hour and it's like oh what what am i supposed to be doing right now how can i go with purpose because i don't feel like i have purpose anymore it's like all the purpose went away and all of a sudden i do feel and i've heard this said before that we can actually fall more in love with what we do than who we're doing it for Mm -hmm. um 
And what I mean by that is we we can fall in love, Christian leaders, Christian men and women, Christian moms and dads, business owners, teachers, preachers, evangelists can fall in love so much with what we feel God has entrusted to us to, to go out and do, go with purpose, that we can become so busy, we forget that God's the one that called us and God's the one that's opening the doors and God's the one giving us the opportunity. We're so in love with everything that goes with it. Mm -hmm. We forget to fall in love with him himself. That's good. Yeah. You see it in Psalms too. Uh, in Psalms where David, I mean, David is a man after God's own heart. You know, sometimes David must have had some some things obviously go on. We know that he had things going on, but um, we see it in Psalms where it says, "Be still and know that I am God." Yeah, I think I think that is the hardest thing for us to do, especially in America, mm -hmm. because being still might mean, especially in the Midwest, mm -hmm. or being still might be portrayed as being lazy. Correct. And that's a tough one. And if you're in the Midwest, if you're in Northwest Iowa, I think especially, you do not want to ever be called lazy. Nope. No. And so maybe we've at times misplaced what rest means and that it is good to have times of rest. I mean, I mean the Bible tells us in every season, there's something. You know, there is there is a time to dance. There is a time to mourn. There is a time for joy. There is a time. And maybe you're in one of those moments of, of rest. I kind of wonder if I'm coming out of one of those or maybe I'm still in it. And at times those whispers come in. At times those insecurities come in that we were talking about earlier. And. Uh, they can paralyze you. You know, they really can can paralyze you if if you're not around individuals that can build you up or around individuals that speak truth into your life. Or if you're not reading God's word, if you're not, uh, I, I even believe that he speaks to us through music um, mm -hmm. and that, you know, through worship and Christian music. And he can definitely speak to us. I think he can speak to us through all kinds of music but i really think it's through the the worship and and christian music lately he's been giving me little nuggets uh through verses of songs of things that i've been questioning or wrestling with or asking about and all of a sudden there it is right in right in front of me and it's like thank you i, I pr appreciate that god because i felt like i was the only one wrestling with that particular issue and so uh you know as as we start to wrap things up today, being a pastor, I'm assuming is hard. I, well, I think I know it's been hard. I've never been a pastor, but my dad was for 20 years. So I get to see the ins and, and outs of it. What, what do you love most about being a pastor? And then we're going to flip the coin. Okay. Can I touch on something real quick? Absolutely not. Nope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, I think a pastor's joke is like in closing and then he goes on for another 20 minutes. Yes. Is that what you're touching? Um, <laughs> no, I'll tell you just real quick. 
been in this season of maybe insecurity or sometimes even questioning, God, where are you? Are you listening to me? Like you were stating, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Today it's been reminded and it, legitly it's been today of the prayer of Habakkuk, who is another prophet. Yep. And in Habakkuk three, it talks about, it talks about, it, he, he pretty much states, God, I've heard of your fame. I've seen your glory. Now I'm going to wait until I witness it myself in my own terms. Today, I need to be reminded, and I think for anybody that's struggling with maybe insecurity, anxiety, or depression, that we do need to just sit back and we need to remember, first of all, what God has done uh, historically, what God has done through scripture, what God has done through us. And maybe that is a time where we need to be reminded of who he is. Right. And, and, and that's something that's important because we can talk about insecurity, anxiety, and depression all we want. But if we're not actually focusing on God and we're focusing on those things, yep. then we won't see an end. And I think there will be a struggle. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. now what was the question that you had for me? Yeah, you are a pastor. All right. You can't land the plane. You just keep gliding all around the mountains. No, that was good. That was re- that, that was that was really good. Um, what a great way to say it. If you focus on your circumstances, you'll probably stay in those. But if you focus on the one who controls all circumstances, that brings all healing, that brings that peace that I have been reminded of over and over again, that surpasses all understanding. You can live through, through some, some different, uh, issues in life or scenarios or whatever, when you're holding on to the one that holds the stars, the one that uh, makes the the the, uh, the planets light up, and and the one who tells the ocean that it only gets to go this far. This is where you stop. What a beautiful thing, right? You've got this beautiful ocean out there, and God says, "Here's your boundary. Stop right there." <laughs> it's like what? Oh, and by the way, the world's round, so somehow that water stays there as it's just in a a round ball. Amazing! <laughs> it's amazing. So when we start talking about God the and, and what he's capable of doing and, and all the attributes of him, it's like, wow, you're right. Why would I not hold on to that? Why would I not hold on to the one that created everything, the one who numbered the hairs on my head, the one that knit me together in my mother's womb, the one who um, has ordained the days of my life, the one who says that if you give your your heart and your life to Jesus Christ, you, you become heirs of the kingdom of heaven and, and co-heirs with Christ. The part of that is that we love is, is we get to be co-heirs with Christ, right? Which means we get to go to heaven. And so we get to focus on that. But then life happens. We get tripped up. We get beat up. Uh, sin takes us away again or, or, or doubt, fear, whatever it may be. If we're co-heirs with Christ, it's in the glory, but it's also in the suffering. Mm-hmm. And, and so we have to be reminded that, yes, there is a day coming where we will get to enter the kingdom of heaven, those that have called on the name of Jesus. But until then, a life of only ease and comfort, I don't think is realistic. That's right. And so in those moments, do as Pastor Justin has said, remember Habakkuk, 
the glory of God, the faithfulness of God, what he has already done, what he is doing. And remember, when he feels far away, he isn't. He's probably closer than ever. He may be holding you. You just don't know it. Mm -hmm. Let's go. So the question was, pastor, what do you love most about being a pastor? Yeah, man, I love I love relationships that are are formed, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, there, there are sometimes when you get a chance, when, when you meet somebody, um, they, they kind of think that your life should be all put together. And you, like we talked about earlier, right. perfect. But the best is when we can just be each other around each other, you know, joke around, you know, cheer on the Iowa Hawkeyes because they'll always be better than Iowa state. And, Go Hawks. And that's right. And, uh, you know, I just think um, be, meeting people in a real place of, mm. of joy, of, of praiseworthy moments, and also those of, of the sorrow and suffering, and all of those um, always point to Christ. I did a wedding this Friday, and yeah. it was one of my all-time favorite weddings because, you know, sometimes we come together and we just give a huge glory to the, to the couple. Sure. Um, but in this wedding... I was able to witness um, just a true worship where it was all about God. Yeah. And that I was, was because there. of the couple. You were there. Yeah, I was there. I got to experience it. And I said the same thing to my wife. It was one of the most special weddings I've ever, ever been a part of on how deep their faith is. Um, how they, I'm sure, have had trials because it, it, it was mentioned. I mean, they're getting married a little bit later in life, as, as some would say, that I think they're both over um, their young 20s or, or, or whatever. And I'm sure at moments they were thinking, God, where are you? Where is this special person? And just hearing how they were pillars to other people through their own struggles of maybe not finding the right partner, but having a, a child diagnosed with cancer to just praying for couples to whatever it was like, wow. And then you got to hear it and see it firsthand what their mm -hmm. faith looks like. And I, I really took a step back and was like, holy cow, this is beautiful. You know, they're, they're young, they're good looking. They, they, they're vibrant, they're social butterflies and you think they've got it all. But yet when you hear the stories from their maid of honor or their best man or whatever, yeah, they've got some great things going. But I think in their own hearts, they've they've wrestled through some things, yet it has built their faith extremely strong. And now they share that with others. And it was beautiful. It was it extremely was. beautiful. Even, well, even the reception, the reception afterwards. Uh, sorry, yeah. I know. Uh, but like the reception afterwards, We're going along. Like, oh. it's all right. <laughs> the reception afterwards was like, okay, now is like when the party comes and, and yeah. we celebrate it. It was all a celebration. But as you were saying, like with the best man and the speeches, everything continued to point back to how much God loves us. Yeah. Even with the best man, like the best man was talking oh. about how his kid had leukemia and that's what yes. brought them together. Yes. And like they still gave glory and they still suffered together. They still yes. um, encouraged one another during those trials. Yes. 
and they still pointed to God. And that's, that's what enjoying the journey is all about. Well, that's about the best way we can wrap up. So now, you know, I was going to ask you the other question, but then I feel it'd, it'd be awkward since you just landed the plane so extremely well. That, that's exactly right. You couldn't have said it any better. That's what enjoying the journey is all about. So we're going to wrap up there, but I am going to ask this question because we ask every guest this question. I asked you two years ago. I'm going to ask you again. If you could have anybody with you on this journey right now, past or present, who would it be and why? Well, this is, this is kind of a cheating answer. Um, <laughs> Nike's one person. Uh, so my wife, uh, she knows where my deepest struggles are. Um, yep. And I definitely way outkicked my coverage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she would be definitely the person that I'm just thankful that she is. Um, mm -hmm. I want to make it clear. She doesn't complete me. God completes me. But she knows me at a different level than anybody else, which is obviously the relationship with a, a married, you know, you're married, my spouse. Um, yep. should be. Um, I'm just thankful that she's with me and uh, she encourages me and she sees when I struggle and she does her darndest to try to get me out of that funk. But uh, I'm thankful That's that awesome. she's part of the journey with me. So not not the Apostle Paul. You you want your wife on, on the journey with Okay. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, one time Paul preached once and it was really long and boring that he actually, you know, someone got so bored they died. And uh, yeah, then I, mean, I don't want to be in that. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. You're ter oh, no, that's awesome. I do. Yeah, that that is good. We like to uh, see where everybody's at. Of course, uh, we hope your spouse is, is one one you choose. I'm grateful for my wife as well, being on this journey with me, extremely blessed. Justin, thank you so much. It's always such a pleasure to chat with you. Great to talk about things. We'll probably chat again. And because uh, I just think there's so many more things that that we could talk about. But uh, yeah, anything you want to leave uh, our listeners as as we close out today? Any takeaways? I would just say, uh, just again, as we, we talked about with Habakkuk, remember, who God is, remember that you are you are here with a purpose and that you are loved. I think so many people are trying to find identity. We see this stuff happening all over the place, trying to find who a person is, trying to find out who they are. Um, first and foremost, when you realize who God is, that he is the creator, that he made us in his image, when we realize who he is, we will realize whose we are. So uh, keep your head up. Be focused um, not on the situation, focus on the creator. And uh, yeah, it's not going to be, it's not, doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but I'll realize that your suffering and the things that you're going through or the praises that you have, it's going to God. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Guys, thank you and I appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for tuning in to the Enjoying the Journey podcast brought to you by Rise Ministries. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and to follow Rise Ministries on any of our social media channels. Thanks for listening.